three, two, two one. one. That's probably faster than usual because I couldn't do the hand mesh movement. But. Mm-hmm. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Oops All Anime, your journey through all of anime forever all of it? and ever. All of it. All of it. You know, listen, we've been working. It's, uh, God, it's May 18th, 2022. When did the first Oops episode come out? May 18th, uh, 2000. I don't think that's true. But, no? Um, well, no. I mean, do you it's have a, a counter suggestion? I mean, I could pull it up on my phone. Uh, you don't have a suggestion? I think, uh... Let the record show, I am running unopposed in the 90s. Uh, the first episode was November 20th, 2017. Wow, that's a long time. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Oops All Anime, a podcast about anime, where we talk about anime on a podcast. I'm, but before we do I'm, that, uh, we've got this drink here. Oh, yes, I'm appropriating. Um, that's right. So, uh, Six, you go first. So, basically... Um, it wasn't like we had this idea for the special episode of Oops um, mm-hmm. with Nick. Which but we'll say what we'll, we'll do. Yeah. You can't do an episode with Nick without also doing some, some food content. I've gotten all my rage out of the patch. Now I'm just uh, trying to be happy. Because when the new patch drops and I like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to be, I need something to be mad at. And now that I have the patch, I'll be angry at I'm invading the podcast. Welcome to Arteezy's Speakeasy, of course, a speakeasy uh, run by a professional Dota 2 player, Artur uh, Arteezy Babayev. It is a speakeasy. It is a bar. It is a place to meet, a place to speak easily. Speak, sex. Easily. Uh, so I have brought a, a beverage here today. I have the Dr. Pepper Limited Edition Dark Berry, mm. which is um, celebrating Jurassic World Dominion. What? There's a um, new Jurassic. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, there's a new Jurassic. Um, anyway, oh, you heard us open this at the top because um, I wanted to. Sometimes I feel like we make the mistake on Bottle Crow of trying to get a smell right after opening it, and mm-hmm. it has a lot of pent up aroma, and you kind of need to let it settle. You gotta let it breathe. breathe a yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm gonna Smart. get. I'm gonna get the mm-hmm. smell test now. Okay. It smells like Dr Pepper. It's a very strong smell. It's it really is. It's overpowering. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately that means, and also it just looks like Dr. Pepper. Um, mm-hmm. so there's nothing for it, but the taste. Um, so. Batter up. Yeah. There's a berry tail on that. Um, Is it dark? Like cherry I mean, it's medicine? Dr. Pepper, so it's already dark. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like, it feels like there's like a light raspberry flavoring that like raspberry. until... When you first take a drink, the Dr. Pepper flavor just completely overpowers it. You don't notice it at all. Mm-hmm. But as the as it as the flavor, you know, develops, the Dr. Pepper starts to fade away and you but the blue raspberry does not move. And so you get the notes of blue raspberry before it's gone. It's honestly blue like raspberry. this is very drinkable because it's mostly just Dr. Pepper. Like if you were drinking <laughs> this fast, you would have no idea it's not just regular Dr. Pepper. It's kind of like the Coke uh, Coke Zero bite we had on Bottle or Battle Crow the other day. It was just kind of like weak Coke Zero. Yeah. That's yeah. A, this is just kind of Dr. Pepper Plus, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think this is an example where I would fail a taste test. Yeah. If you put this in Dr. Pepper in two things and, you know, I might get right by accident, but I would just be guessing. Yeah. And, you know, double blind. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I guess it's time for mine here. Uh, it's had time to breathe. Probably more important for mine, even. What I have is the Summer Edition Red Bull. That's right. Ooh. I have a strawberry apricot artificially flavored energy drink, which, quote, vitalizes body and mind, registered trademark. 
That's good. We're about to have a really uh, in-depth conversation, so I would really like it if you were vitalized. First of all, I'll get the nose. Is there, there's no pineapple. Oh, wait. It's the... Oh, that is artificial strawberry extraordinaire. I guess there's apricot in there, but that's like... Oh, what is it? It's like like strawberry, strawberry crush? candy. Uh, like oh sure strawberry cream candy or like strawberries and cream candy i hope I there's not a cream element to the flavor because i really or the the taste because this is red bull the summer edition the taste of strawberry apricot artificially flavored the wings of red bull red bull is appreciated worldwide by top athletes busy professionals college students and travelers on long journeys as well as podcasters talking about anime Cheers. Cheers. Is this... See, no, this is regular. Regular Red Bull. That was a very light sip. Let me go. That goes down very smooth. Oh, like yeah. It doesn't, it's, it's... Like it doesn't have... I don't... I haven't had a regular bite? Red Bull in a while. Yeah, it... I mean, Red Bull's pretty drinkable as energy drinks go. I Surprisingly think, right? so, yeah. We've had so many in Bottle Crow now. Um, I could barely even... If you told me... You'd have to tell me this was Red Bull, I think. Maybe besides oh. the smoothness. But, like, it definitely tastes like, quote-unquote, strawberry apricot. It's it's there. It's not... There is no particular... Not not just offense. There's no particular notes to bring out here. I don't think. You know what? Let me decant. Oh. I specifically brought a uh, a glass here. Oh, it is very red. It is like a deep magenta pink. So I have a glass here myself that I used uh, to earlier decant some uh, Mountain Dew Spark, mm. the one Mountain Dew that needs to be decanted. But <laughs> I do also have this dice box container. <laughs> yes, the return of the dice box. Can you please do a shot of Dr Pepper Darkberry? From your dice box. Sure. We can do that. And then I'll go back and uh, for mine once this is breathed. Okay. Okay, yeah, pouring this in, this just looks like Dr. Pepper. There's no, like, artificial coloring changes. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Yeah, it just tastes like Dr. Pepper, man. Yeah. You know what? I'd be... Not a bad thing. No. I mean, I haven't had Dr. Pepper in a while because I feel like it's, I find it to be a flavor very easy to get tired of. Hmm. But Probably. Yeah, that makes sense. But right. yeah, it's nice. So enough. let me, no, this color, I mean, the there's ruby, ruby, bright, like rosé, but even redder pink. Uh, sorry. I have to add one more note. I was thinking about the flavor of Dr. Pepper and I have to say, actually, the acidity is less. Oh. This has less of a sharpness to it. Oh, that's almost like the bite. The Coke Zero bite. It had like less, mm -hmm. less anything there. Yeah, Interesting. For, for that, that was, that was yeah. When you're saying bite, you're talking about B Y T E. Oh, yes. You're not talking about the, the, yeah, chomper. B I T E. The chompers, as they say. Okay. Well, I mean, this I visual chompers. cover, color will, I mean, my brain, you know, subconsciously, it's going to affect the experience. So here we go. I could just like, like, I took a gulp there. It's so drinkable. It's really weird. What's in this? I it's been so long. Um, carbonated water, sugar, uh, glucose, citric acid, taurine, sodium citrate, natural flavor, caffeine colors, niacinamide, pyridoxine, HC, vitamin B6, calcium, panthenoate, vitamin B12. This is a short list of ingredients. Red Bull is a very <laughs> pure OG energy drink, you know? We get some really fucked up shit on Bottle Crow, as they say. See, I was hoping that this was the Long Island iced tea of, uh, of energy drinks, <laughs> yeah. where you combine three things that are extremely one flavor, and for some reason, the end result is not very much that flavor. Um, infamously, Long Island iced tea, very alcoholic, made of drinks that taste very strongly of alcohol, but for some reason, when you combine them, do not taste very much like alcohol. I've so. never had one. Well, I don't know. I feel like ordering a Long Island iced tea is a whole thing. I don't in know no what's way. in it at all. I don't know any of the components. I could guess vodka. 
You don't know why my it's okay. One more um, strength. I know it has okay. So it's vodka, tequila, light rum, triple sec gin, and a splash of cola. Oh my god. Cola, Ooh. I think, is mostly there for the color. I yeah, I have no idea how that would taste. It tastes like iced tea. It just tastes like iced tea. It, that's um, why they call it that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, people saying that they can't like tell that it's alcohol. I mean, mm. like I can tell, but. It does not taste anywhere near as alcoholic as it is. That much is true. Weird. Wow. You know, what? <laughs> one bottle. I have to buy so many liquors. Never mind. I'd have to buy so many different. I have to find really small bottles of liquor. I'm like, can I get a sampler of five of these things? In my shopping list there. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, six. So we're- Welcome to Oops All Anime. Thank but you. a special episode. Oh, it's special. It's special. So you you guys just covered uh, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, right? Yes. Yes. Um, but you covered the first three episodes out of two seasons, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know they're movies as well and stuff. And movies. Well, movies. There's just I know one. there's at least disappearance. There might not mm-hmm. be more than. That. Oh, that's true. So there, that yeah, Haruhi is two seasons. Uh, so twenty four, I think twenty four episodes. Uh, and then a finale movie, The Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumi, which is required viewing. It's like the climax of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely required viewing. And it's and, really good. Uh, a lot of a lot of what it's about gets established here in The Endless Eight. Endless Eight. Six, what is The Endless Eight? And so, we watched it. Yeah, we did. Uh, the Endless Eight is uh, sort of infamous. Um, a lot of it, like I looked into this just to make sure I wasn't I wasn't full of shit before mm-hmm. we we're recorded. And yeah, there are a lot of uh, there's a overwhelming perspective in the anime community that the Endless Eight is uh, like one of the most like heinous anime crimes or whatever. Right? <laughs> That's a Basically, good way to put it. Yeah. Um, it is a single part in the original light novel. That in its adaptation into season two of Haruhi was made into eight episodes. Yes. Um, it is about a time loop. The characters becoming aware of the time loop and trying to figure out how to escape it. And of course, failing for seven episodes. Well, six, because the first episode they don't try because they don't know. But Yeah, more or less. Mm-hmm. And you, you know. We don't have time to introduce the characters, but there's Haruhi, who's like basically an unknowing god. Uh, we got Kion, who's the main character. Uh, an unknowing god. That's what did it for you? No, no. What's doing it for me is we don't have time to I introduce, knew it. let me I just introduce. It. I'm just going to run through you, motherfucker. I, I knew it. I knew it. You're like, oh, you, you were like, I said a stupid thing and Nick Susan noticed. Wow. No, it just don't say you're not going to introduce them and introduce them. If you want to introduce we don't have them, time to introduce like, them. Do the... I mean, listen, there's like a whole build. The whole first season is about figuring. There's Haruhi, who's the main girl, the titular character. She uh, basically uh, affects reality unknowingly. There's Kion, who's just a normal guy. He's the MC, the main character. Uh, also the MC, the DJ. No. Uh, there's Koizumi, who is uh, an esper, uh, basically has psychic, psychokinetic powers. Um, there is Mikuru Asahina, who is a time traveler. Uh, and then there is uh, Nagato Yuki, who is an alien, uh, the thought entity, uh, something that transcends time and space. The, the Kudere. That was impressively succinct for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> and so th- those are our characters. And it's mostly mm-hmm. following, of course, the MC. It's his perspective. We get yes, uh, yes. internal monologues only from him. Yeah. So essentially, um, The Endless Eight is about uh, their the last two weeks of their summer vacation. Mm-hmm. And they're doing stuff together, but they are trapped in a time loop because apparently Haruhi is unsatisfied and feels like she feels like she didn't get to do everything she wanted to do. Yeah, it's a whole like smorgasbord. It, you know, that's the thing. The the way you describe the the Endless Eight as one of the most heinous anime crimes is very accurate <laughs> because it is not bad. Kind of almost unfortunately, it is not bad. Like Haruhi, amazing anime. Like visually, it's it's definitely of its time. It's not a hyper high production value, beautiful anime all the time. Like very stylized, very intentionally shot, like uh, directed, storyboarded, cinematography wires. But they fit so much into twenty four minutes. And then you watch some animes and you're like, 
I, they did not like what did they do this episode i couldn't tell you like a high mm-hmm. school boy was like boobs uh but they pack so much in uh it's basically everything starts killing watching baseball tvs like lounging around summer vacation they uh he gets summoned by Haruhi. this starts the events she drags everybody around to they go to a pool they like meet up in a restaurant. They plan everything out. They go shopping for a festival. The girls like get fancy clothes. They go bug catching, like an elementary school activity. Um, her, he enlists them as mascots uh, for like a part-time job at a grocery store for one day. They stargaze. They go to a batting cage. They go see a movie. And then some episodes, karaoke, some goby fishing tournament. Um just like a, they pack a bunch of stuff and it's not um test, test of courage don't forget the test of oh, courage. i see i did okay later uh which is just like stereotypical anime thing walk around at night in a great a spooky graveyard to test your courage six we mm-hmm. should have a test of courage one day and it's for jen <laughs> and she comes on bottle <laughs> alone <laughs> no kiri <laughs> just jen Kiri, we tell Kiri she has to keep the lights out and like Jen has a candle next to her. And we just grill her about why she's horny for 9S. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would take courage. A true test. Uh, yeah, and so it, after, it really doesn't take long. That's one of the, we'll get into it. So after they, they go to their grocery store part-time job thing, after episode one, uh, Kion gets woken up in the middle of the night by a call from uh, Mikuru, who's crying. And they all meet up and figure out that they are in a time loop because Koizumi was having deja vu, asked Mikuru, and she said she couldn't talk to the future anymore. And so that's why she's all upset. Mm -hmm. And of course, Yuki is there. Uh, She transcends time and space. So she's just like, yes, you're in a time loop. (laughs) It's like, oh, great. And that's the structure. Yeah. Um, and they Eight try and times. figure out what to do to escape it. Um, but one of the things that is... Well, do they? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. They spend, they spend a lot of moment, a lot of time, like, angsting over, like, boy, we really got to escape. They don't do shit. No. The first time, the, the, find they t- the time they finally break the loop is because one person tries a single thing and the loop instantly breaks. You idiots. It's important who does it to, but yeah. like Yeah, sure. So uh, it's after the, the meetup where they figure everything out and Yuki actually tells them how many times they've looped. Um, they go stargazing. They go to the batting cage. They go to at least movies, maybe karaoke, test of courage, fishing. And then meet up at a restaurant again. And not in any of there is any I, attempt one of my to be notes like, hmm, from, what is she dissatisfied with? Yeah. One of my notes from episode three is, what if the dude from Groundhog's Day was too bound by <laughs> Japanese societal expectation to do anything different on loops? So put your little hand in mine. It's like, I got to go talk to the gopher. It'd be, it'd be uh, rude if I, I got to go get the, the forecast. What other people don't get the forecast? <laughs> I can't tell them that there's a storm coming. That would, no, that's not right. It'll mess up traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, so that that's part of the overarching theme of how each episode developed. Well, there's some stuff to talk about in the middle and everything, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. I'm all, this is going to be my entire podcast episode conclusion. I'm so here for stupid shit about everything all the time. I don't have suspension of disbelief. I have suspension of dislike. Intelligence. I have suspension of intelligence. Suspension of uh, interest. Interest is not a going concern if I just say, okay, I'm going to play every near game, starting with Drakengard 1, an awful game. And this, so I've I've only watched Haruhi through all the way once. It was, I think, a few years ago, maybe like two years ago or something. Amazing, including movie. Amazing. I, and the thing about Haruhi, there's the, the way, order in which you watch it is fucked up because they aired it out of order originally and then there's chronological too. I, it's whatever. There's not like one correct one, I think. I mean, like, there, there is. is a lot. Just release it the way it was aired. Don't be a dumb fuck. Except that when they aired it, I think they intentionally fucked with it. Like it wasn't 
production order. I don't, I don't give a shit. But anyways, I, I ended up finding out what the Endless Eight was because I was trying to like, okay, second season, what do I do? Um, and then people are like, oh, you don't watch the whole thing. And I'm like, no, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Like, I gotta. Surely eight episodes of an anime, there's going to be like big buildup, big payoff, big something, right? <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, there is, there is, yeah. There is not. There's, there is so not. okay. L- let me <laughs> let ahead. me tell you my Haruhi history. <laughs> I watched Haruhi because Haruhi had come out and people were all hype about it, and I was like, okay. I mean, let me check this out. And I watched season one, and I was like, that was really good. I mm. really liked that. Um, and then like, hey, we're gonna do a season two, and I was like, you know what? This is great. I'm gonna get to watch week to week Haruhi. This is oh, gonna be really no. fun. I went through. I watched the first episode of the Endless Eight the day mm-hmm. it came out. And I was like, this is an interesting concept. And I watched the second episode (laughs) the day it came out. And I was like, so when they say eight in the title, and then I watched episode three the day after it came out, I was like, they really mean eight. (laughs) I I gave up uh, halfway through episode four. I was like, I can't fucking do this. I can't week to week. And Nick, I have not seen any more of Haruhi after that. What? You've not seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. What? I haven't seen the rest of Six. season two. I was just God, like, I can't I... fucking do this. Six, we're holding a movie now. No, you have to watch the rest. I you want ha- to. Okay, you have to watch the I can't believe this. <laughs> the movie is, everything builds up to the, like the movie is not standalone. Don't worry, I just read the Wikipedia. I know what happens, so I'm good. It doesn't matter even. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's still so good. Okay, wow. Wow. That was a long time ago. This uh, anime started in 06. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I'm uh, and old. the movie was in 2010. Damn. Yeah, it was a light novel. Uh, when did this guy? Uh, Nagaru Tanigawa, uh, who's still writing it. Kind of. The last one was in 2020, but it was just a short story. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not officially over or anything. Sure. But the sure. the main arc that's in this anime, of course, over. Mm-hmm. And it's from uh, Kyo Anime, Kyoto Anime. Yeah, Kyo Anime. Really talented people. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's funny because this is like, it's weird, like reading people theorize why this turned out the way it is. The reading, reading <laughs> theory I've read mm-hmm. is that it was decided late into production that Disappearance should be a movie and not part of the season. And so they suddenly had to put in more episodes because oh. it is not low production value. They don't recycle shots. They do new art every time. The back, the like set pieces, there's less new ones than there could be. Yeah. Like sure, you're, you're, sure. it's not reusing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. No, no right. reconcepting. But it yeah. is, it is conceptually recycled, not actual like shots yeah. recycled. <laughs> they don't right? recycle or, the cells or voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just wild to see like, it's like y'all went all out for this filler that is like, like, the most deliberately filler I've ever seen anything. <laughs> or like massive mind fuck, I thought as I first watched it. It's not. It's like a very, no. you know, a Yoko Taro <laughs> thing, as I say, my near guy who's fucking insane. I'm like, yeah, I'm down for it. Make this really impossible thing a really dumb long thing for the experience. It's not for that. But honestly, I've never thought about it, but that's that seems really plausible. If the Endless Eight had to happen in order for the Disappearance movie to be a movie. That's a worthy sacrifice. I'll take your word for it. You'll Yeah, you'll see. For now. I mean, I, I, I do intend to watch this. So, yeah, you know, it's like, really honestly, good. I had just I had forgotten all about this. And then I was like, oh, right. <laughs> Endless Eight. I remember that. That's um, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, Haruhi, all time classic, like, mm-hmm. rep, yeah, crazy popular. I mean, like the narrative thrust of Endless Eight, I feel like is largely, I mean, I I think it's two things. Hmm. One, it is sort of generally developing like the undertone and the subtle parts of the relationships between these characters that you don't always get to see. You get more context and more like sort of angles on that stuff than you normally well, get. I think it's the opposite. I think you do, but I think it's the opposite. You know, each episode of a show is a different episode. <laughs> You're going to sound good yes. this. I intentionally okay. finished it that way so you could soundbite it. <laughs> and so it's 
like it's a different setting, right? Which opens new possibilities of characters and like you see characters in different lights. If you're in right. the same structure each time, it's less about the structure bringing out different responses in the characters and it's more about the characters being in the same setting eight times. And Which does those like, things, I think you said. Yeah, I mean, it's like you get to see the characters, you get to see the same action from multiple angles, mm -hmm. right? And so you get to better understand the action and sort of what behind the character and their relationship is driving it. Or right? like they took one action in one loop and they took a slightly different action in another loop that like reveals their thoughts, like the, the reason they did one action, right? Right, or like... The or like. A, a really dumb example is when they're at the pool, Kion, every episode says, this is more like a communal pool than a public well, pool. So and he just, a... he's just, he's just, I know it's a, not a great translation, but he makes the same quip every time. And the point is he just, in every possible universe, he thinks that's a really clever thing it's to say. He's a real grump, like a, a non-serious, like easily to not make grumpy grump. I don't know what the, like, I know the Jap, it's, Oh, because it the pool is swimming a pool, and it's like oh, it's more like a, a swimming pool or something that's communal pool. I don't know what the joke is. I don't. I either. don't. I don't think it's a failure of my understanding. <laughs> I think it's just not a good joke. But yeah. that that is that is a thing to that's know very about Kion. In yeah. every possible universe, he will make a joke even though it's bad. He will make it every time. Or not he even like a like joke. That. He's not trying to. Be well, he's, he's like trying, trying to be, be funny. coy or like like right. he's he's trying yeah. to amuse himself and entertain himself with how above the situation he is. Yeah. Um yeah. and then the second thing is this is arc is about Nagato, Yuki Nagato. Um Yeah, in a weirdly, yeah. Cuz they, they, they don't fucking focus on the reason they're in the loop. <laughs> right. They don't focus right. on Yuki either. Yeah, but they don't, they don't, but like more than the anyone, she don't. gets context for her and like, because she is the only person who is truly retaining everything, mm -hmm. you see her go on a little bit of a journey and yeah. it is not a happy journey for her. Oh, and this, that, that's the one thing about Endless 8. It is important for the rest of like, for the movie. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you've yeah, read totally. it, you know, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's really important in like the lore in terms of the experience. Yeah. And and like character motivations, it explains why oh, yeah, the movie yeah. happens, kind of. And you um, don't, uh, you, she Nagato isn't actually in the episodes a lot. Like she doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, I mean, she is she is like we see a lot of shots of her, right? But like, yeah, yeah she doesn't. She is very passive. And, and that's even those shots of her aren't really. It's not like shots of her to like. Oh, she's doing this now. It's. Like the same shots of her where she's not a focus or just like, you know, technically in it doesn't draw your eye. They don't draw attention to her except for certain spots. It's just and, trying really hard to notice minute differences in her facial expression. Which there aren't even actually that many. And that's no, like when aren't. it does change, you can really miss it. It is uh -huh. like if you see literally anything different, that's like only at the end you st you start to see some difference cuz she's a hyper monotone character like hyper non cuz she's beyond space and time in, in three so very you know robotic almost monotone oh by the I oh mean my god i have to i have to do it i uh, i have both audio versions right english and japanese and it started playing in english one episode okay no oh my god it's it's so bad, Six. You can't do that to such a good like piece of media. It's like, I listen, it's my whole thing with most English dubs. You just destroy. Anyway, yeah, so bad. Yeah. Especially the, the Nagato voice. So bad. It's just like a girl. It's like, I, yes, I am. I, she's a uh, Luna Lovegood. She's just like airy. <laughs> ha, da, da. I mean, That's yeah, I, you know, I'm both of us are always people who who are basically subs over dubs, right? We're just like yeah. you fucking modded your copy of Drakengard uh, to be in uh, By the way, I found an undubbed version of Drakengard two as well, so I get subtitles, but Japanese Japanese voice. Um, but like, even despite that fact, I think it is just a thing that you need to accept if you're watching anime that like there are certain shows where the voice voice performances and the the subtleties of them are really important. 
And there are ones where there aren't. If you want to watch Naruto with a dub, go for it. You shouldn't watch Haruhi with a dub because the voice performances are really essential to understanding the characters. Like critical hits, critical successes are, yeah, like really well, like One Piece, like One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, like those are very well known, like really quote unquote good, like those are anime anime. It's not Mm -hmm. really as much about, I don't, what's the... The, the like the the acting quote unquote or like the characters sure. right mm-hmm. in the same the performance I guess yeah but like this uh, a lot of them I think Cowboy Bebop is the only one that people say generally is is good in English right it's yeah. like one and of the few I I you know I prefer the Japanese but I, I I've listened I'm like yeah same, same. okay yeah yeah I get it yeah anyways sidetrack on that. I'm I'm getting a little a little peckish, six. We've been talking for a long time. Do you wanna have a snack? This isn't gonna be a half hour episode, is <laughs> In what fucking world? I know, I know, I was delusional. You and me can't do that. No. I mean, I did see it was eight minutes in and we had not yet begun talking about anything other than our beverages. We do not have room, we do not have room. We do not have room, we do not have room. Welcome to Jack's Snacks, a uh Jack, uh, of course, Jackie Mao, um, professional Dota 2 player uh, slash streamer, um, Eternal Envy. Six, uh, joining us today on the podcast, I have two snacks I was able to procure. Um, One or two? Uh, Two. Okay, two. I have M&M's Cookie Crunch. We haven't had these, right? You haven't had... Did you have them? I've seen them. I didn't buy them. Okay, I saw. And I don't it's think like I've ever a, mentioned it on anything. A um, it's like a a light pink. What co- fucking color is that? Lavender. It's like a lavender bag. Um, sure. And they weirdly, they smell like mini M and M's. It's really weird. So uh, I have some here. They're they're not regular M and M shaped. They're like very. They're puffed up a little more. I'm like bumpy, irregular. Um, so here we go. I'm going to pop a few in my mouth. I have a suspicion as to how this is going to go. I'm... This is really weird. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a bunch in my mouth at the same time. I'm putting 10 in my mouth at the same time, roughly. What? Oh man! The, oh. Six. These are maxi M and M's. These are giant mini M and M's. They taste and feel exactly the same. When you put a bunch in your mouth, like you have to do with mini M and M's, you know, you take a shot of mini M and M's. That's this, but they're big and like. Chewy. They're not very crunchy at all. They're like crispy instead of crunchy. <laughs> really weird. They're they're light. They're so light. Mm. So they have a new format that they were they've format? been using for things. It's got the fluffy stuff in the middle, doesn't it? The sort of like light airy stuff. Let me show you. I can tell by feel. Yes, it does. They've been putting this in all their new M&Ms. They, it's like they, they got a new thing and they're like, okay, we're just going to do different really? like combinations of fla- artificial flavoring in this stuff. So You know, the almond yeah. is, I don't think it's that airy, but it is similar. The almond M&M. The one that doesn't really exist, yeah. Um, I had the like the honey, honey one on the, right. the bottle crow that I didn't like very much. It is just this, but with artificial honey flavoring. They're just doing this all over the place. Maybe this is like a... What is this flavor? It's like chocolate milkshake? No. What? It's mutiny M&M flavor. I don't know. Malted milk? No. Maybe like a malted milk ball? Maybe? That sounds nice. That sounds nice. I don't know. I mean, it's tasty. That's the thing. It's so light and airy. It's it's weird. I did not expect that. Yeah, I didn't like the, didn't dislike the texture of them, but mm-hmm. maybe bringing that home. Um, I would I would recommend giving it a try. Uh, getting back to Haruhi, though, right? Of course, yes. <clears throat> what we're here to talk about, about. I like okay. So 
you had the same reaction I did where you, f- you felt like you sort of had a better understanding of some of the relationships based on this, right? Yeah. It's my second time watching it too. So, and okay, you know, fair enough. It, well, so <laughs> we watched this in three days as well. Right. I mean, I watched it in two, but yeah. Two, yeah, like within three days. I think I watched it five one day and three today. It's a little rough to get through, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But if you're trying to like, uh, I don't know, critically or like take notes. Like I fell asleep halfway. Or I was falling asleep on the fourth episode. So it's like, okay, I made some tea. I did five and I'm like, I'm just going to call it here. It's It's rough. But if you're, it's a very different viewing experience, right? Than when you were watching on release. And it's also it's I mean, it's kind of frustrating just as as what we've done to ourselves. Right. Because, <laughs> oh, of course, it is, it's a situation where in order to get if, in order to have enough to talk about, we have to pay intense attention mm-hmm. and look for little differences. Whereas the ideal way to watch this is to be playing something on your phone, <laughs> <laughs> except then you should just not watch it. That's the that's the curse. That's why it's such a heinous crime. I don't know what the right way to watch this is. In order to like get out of it what you can get out of it, it requires a lot of focused attention. But how do you f- watch the same thing over and over, even if you try to intentionally do it? It's like um, how it's like really common to get in car accidents when you're like pulling out onto a road from a stop sign. If you take that same road every day and you know you look left and you look right, how many times has your brain looked left and looked right on this road? And then you pull yeah. out and like, oh, you get T-boned because there was a car there, but your brain didn't see it because it's just the same thing you see in every day. You don't notice the things. I don't I don't think there is a correct way to watch this. If you're playing Diablo, that's fine. It's like a podcast to put on. The, people say, so the, the best way to watch this, hmm. the best way for, the best for you way to watch it, people say, is watch episode one, two, and eight. You should also watch four. I feel like you have to watch four. What happens in four that's different? Four is the one that really focuses on Yuki. Does Well, and that things start to, she starts to show some. Basic, yeah, like the, basically the, the vibe of it, right, is you realize, I mean, and this is all a lot of inference because Yuki is not going to communicate any of this, right? Oh, yeah. But ever. what I would say four is about is four is about like over the course of two and three, the others have started to become aware of the loops and she starts to get hope that they're going to escape it. And by force, she has accepted that that was false hope and they're not going to. And uh, Kion says, you, uh, I think he usually says it when they're at the pool that she, she never uh, like emotes, right? So she's not sad. Mm-hmm. I, almost never. Um, but she looks bored. He says in lots of episodes, she looks bored. Mm-hmm. Like, so like explicitly calling out like, Hey audience, she's bored because there's done so many loops. Uh, episode two, when they figure out they're in a loop, is the 15,498th loop. Um, I'm so happy three goes because one. <laughs> when episode two started and I was like, okay, you can see it in my notes. I was like, I'm going to guess a random number as to how many loops it was. <laughs> and the number I came up with was 1,312. And then later in my notes, I was like, Order you know what? It probably hasn't been that many. I'm probably because of other like other time loop ge- things I've experienced recently, like mm-hmm. death loop. Probably I'm just overestimating this. Um, <laughs> and then, no, it's it's way more than that. And I'm like, I'm so happy. You also have a note. What the fuck are we going to do for six more episodes? They figured out the loop <laughs> on episode two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they don't go loop by loop. So like three is one ahead. Episode four is a bunch. It's the 15,513th loop, uh, six, uh, 521, uh, uh, episode five, 521, episode six, 524, episode seven, 527, and episode eight is 532. So like these Mm -hmm. aren't, there's no like steady progression. Like, oh, the gang is, it's climbing the hill. They're going to figure it out when they don't try. And also it's, (laughs) these jumps are random. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it makes me wonder, like, do you think, I mean, I, I think I probably know the answer to this. I'm, I, this, I, whatever, probably overthinking this, but like, do you think that sometimes because of variants, they don't realize even after they've realized for the first time, do you think on loop yeah. like five, four, five, zero, one, <laughs> it's like, uh, they just thought the deja vu was nothing and didn't ask Mikuru. Mm-hmm. 
Probably. I don't. Well, it depends. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Fucking probably. The one thing I think you have a note on this. I think they ignore it because it it messes too many things up. So Yuki confirms, you know, how many times they've looped. They never ask him like. Did we ask you about this before? Did we try yeah. different things like how before? How many times have we had That's this meeting? Yeah. How many times have we yeah. had this meeting? Have we tried anything else? Because she tells them there's different variants, but not like, did they try anything different ever? Well, and the other thing is there is no variance after they start realizing. After the after we start seeing it, there is no variance noteworthy, right? Like yeah. every time they ask her like okay like she's like what's been different mm-hmm. her list is exactly the same oh and also i'm think the in terms of each loop also she talks about how sometimes they don't go to the festival sometimes they do go to the festival but don't do one thing sometimes they don't do the grocery store part-time job they maybe do a different part-time job talks yeah. about later thing but i think she mostly talks yeah. about activities she- they do before each loop they remember or figure it out yeah she, her list of activities is I, I checked from episode one to episode eight there is no change in the list of things that vary yeah. and there are no more instances of variance which makes me think that that list is like what they took from the chapter in the light novel and they were like we can't add more things to this because that could change <laughs> that could change like what matters and maybe mm-hmm. like we're going to be adapting season four and it will matter that <laughs> blah 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 right yeah and that's that's one of the big shames of this is if you're going to do this, it's the combination of you're taking this small idea and you're expanding it out so much. But also, you don't know what's important. You are not the person who wrote the light novel. You don't have license to make changes. But all, like and the reason that's important is it makes the whole thing bigger. It's like, oh, shit, stuff happened off screen that mattered. That was like massive. Uh, they only get to the existence thing for like very little at the end of episode eight it's the thing to talk about but like there's the drama of like wow this and there's like this entire version of these people who maybe you know tried to do this one thing it was a big episode that you never get to see and they failed and so this new thing happened and she like drops this in monotone like drops this bomb of the one thing they tried and then everybody died like go full groundhog day like yeah we tried (laughs) we tried we ran in front of a train with Haruhi on this mm-hmm. last We time. shot Haruhi, you know, yeah. like whatever. And Something. then people are like, how would we ever get to that point? Who are those people? Yeah. There's another thing, like I, I mentioned Deathloop earlier. And mm-hmm. one of the things that's really cool about Deathloop, um, light spoilers for Deathloop. Deathloop is they're trapped in a time loop and two characters can remember. One of them remembers inconsistently. Hmm. And part of a, like a late game conversation, it's not like a re- it's kind of a reveal, but it's not really treated like that. It's just a conversation that's kind of enlightening. You're talking to the other person and she's like, yeah, you're doing this thing where you're like, oh, man, I have to stop this loop. Guess what? You've done this before and then you failed and you got really drunk and forgot about it and you've started this process all over <laughs> again. Great. And so, like, what about that, right? What about, like, them trying something so dramatic that their memories do get fully reset and then they're having to rebuild? And Yuki's like, man, it was really fucked up, like, that one time where you guys started remembering everything and were like, clearly we need to destroy the sun to stop this. Like, do something! Do something! Yeah. It's very small scale. I don't, Mm -hmm. like, besides, I mean... We there's the typical like you know Back to the Future whatever like oh inconsistencies in time rules space time continuum blah 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 and you you know people argue about that what happens if you meet yourself you know that's a thing we're we're used to for I don't know Western stuff Eastern you know this type of loop I don't know maybe it's maybe these things are boring or like rote and you just accept it for other things but I don't think it makes I don't think it makes sense here because it's just kind of it's not a logical fallacy or anything. It just is a character like behavioral anachronism like they they wouldn't just fucking they're just depressed every time for like 50 times after they figure it out. They're just depressed after they realize and they don't do anything, even though everybody actively is like, what does she want to do? Oh, I don't know. Let's go to the batting cage. Like, it's believable for some of them, right? Like, that's it gets complicated because, like, I think 
the premise of Haruhi, right, is that everyone else in the squad is there because they know Haruhi is basically God and they need to, like, dance for her amusement is basically well, everyone else's presence. It doesn't mean they don't also have, like, sincere investment and stuff, but, like, yeah. Yuki is never going to try and change things because her job is to observe. Sure. Koizumi is never going to try and change things because every time stuff gets changed, he has to go into a parallel dimension and fight <laughs> demons. So he's like, please just let as few things change as possible. They're there for the ride. Right, yeah. right. And so it is very unlikely for them to be the ones to speak up and change things. But uh, Kion, but they, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. saying it's impossible. It still should have been something. But yeah. like the fact that Kion doesn't, when Kion's main thing is bitching about what they're doing, that is his role. That's in his the entire show. yeah. Oh, that's his entire role with his relationship with Haruhi is like the normal guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's the only one like he's the only one she talks to at the beginning. I'm sure you like episodes one to three have it. He's the only one who talks to her, but he's not like special in any way it's like oh he's a he has psychokinetic power he's the normal guy but he's the one person like her he listens to and he you know bitches mm-hmm. about everything but it goes along yeah. with it so it makes sense that he would do it at the end but like it's even better if you show somebody else trying to do something and it's like really not effective and then eventually kyon does it and it's like oh yeah and you get that crazy like you get a very dramatic response at the end of episode eight when uh, they break the loop because Kion suggests that they do homework together because he fucked up and didn't do his homework. And so then they all go over to his house and they copy each other's homework. How he plays video games on his the PS3 with his sister. It's like shown to be a good time. And it's not about the homework, right? Like no. it is it is the, the loop is broken because Kion finally voices an opinion. And he, of course, they've done it 15,000 times. So there's massive deja vu, like premonition goes into internal monologue conscience. And then he shouts out in the middle of the, the restaurant, I want to do my homework. Or like, you know, there's something I want left that I want to do. And they have mm-hmm. like a few shots of people and what the fuck. And then they all decide like, he's like, hey, uh, Koizumi, did you finish your homework? No. Miku, you come too. Yuki, you didn't finish. Blah, blah, blah. Let's all... Where, and then somebody asks, where are we doing it? My house. We're all going to go. And they don't talk to Haruhi at all, which is the opposite of the show. She's always the ringleader. So she gets mm-hmm. visibly not like really pissed, but like a new feeling for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then she's like, you know, how dare you challenge my authority in like a, a joke, in a tsundere way. She's like, fine. I guess I have to come too. I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. But if you set that up and you show the difference between Koizumi being like, what if we go to an arcade? Oh, I guess she doesn't like going to arcades. Or, I mean, like, you can have also, you don't have to have Kion be passive. I mean, like, I realize it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's because Kion voiced an opinion. But it's because Kion voiced an opinion in response to her question, right? If on, like, day four... They were like, okay, or like they were okay, like okay, we're gonna go to the batting cages. And Kion said, "I'm not gonna fucking do that." That wouldn't end the loop mm-hmm. because she wouldn't be satisfied with that, right? So you can still have him try and make changes and just work along the wrong angle. Yeah. Or, I, or oh, maybe he refuses, and that's what breaks the loop. That's an interesting thing to think about. I don't think that would break the loop. But well, no, and so then it's like. Well, I don't know. And one of the things that like all of them all going over to Kyun's house and like having the the fun time and stuff, it's like, oh, this is a friend, like this is a strong friend group that's going to continue. And then instead of being like, oh, I don't want the summer to end. It's like, oh, I'm excited about the future. Like I want to keep being with these people in the future. Let's go back to school, do our activities. We're all mm-hmm. friends type thing. Yeah. Like they do. a mo- They don't show it. It's a montage of like them, them having a time. Living the time of their their youth, their only 10th grade summer. The favorite thing for anime made by middle-aged people to talk about how great <laughs> it was to be in high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just a fucking anime thing. Fucking. And how many of anime. them are made by middle-aged anime. people? <laughs> <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a setting. Yeah. It's yeah. this whole thing. I don't know. There were so many things I could do in like... Yeah, I mean, in in terms of, like, uh, specifics about the character stuff, they do, like, reveal stuff about 
other characters. So like Yuki, at like I did I say which episode? Uh, episode seven when they're all at the the restaurant trying to organize things, and you know Yuki sipping on her her ice cream float or whatever. Yeah, she her, shows her melon like, soda. Sometimes it's a float. Sometimes it's not. It's always melon soda. Oh, melon. She shows like a little something. I say tiny, tiny side of sadness. I don't know how to say it. When, oh, that when Kion stops Haruhi as if he's going to say something and he doesn't, there's like a, a reaction shot of Yuki. There's no reaction, but it's the fact that there's mm-hmm. a shot. Yeah. Um, and a character, as they a character could, so subdued that showing her on camera <laughs> is an, it legitimately is a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's not about, it's, it's her character. And I, uh, I don't know if this is progressive, but at least from episodes six to eight, they go from the last time at the restaurant being like uh, in the middle of the day or like noon. It gets later and later. Episode seven is full on sunset, like really orange sunset. And then episode eight is dark, like it's nighttime out. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And so you see Yuki. um, I don't do you see anything from Asahina like change or like reveal really. anything? i mean like you can see her get more and more anxious about things but otherwise actually that's really. true she gets less and less intelligible when she makes the call in the middle of the night to yeah, uh, uh the by by episode <laughs> eight she is yeah she is like she is like messy crying right Full she on, is like yeah. bad breakup crying i feel like her nose is running bad it's watching rough. it <laughs> um I didn't. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, don't really like learn also, anything about her. No, no. I feel like I mean, there's some. I don't know. Like, part of it is I feel like we could do like 20 episodes about this, and I mean, it would get a little repetitive. But there's there's a lot in here to oh, dive yeah. into, and it's like well, a lot of it doesn't matter. Makeup, but yeah. Um, like, well, the, the thing is, because we've decided to go so deep, because we were determined to mine something out of this, <laughs> yeah, I have gotten things it. out of this that I've never gotten out of any media. And some of it's what? like, I'm sure my fuck, not like, Six, I'm not this saying, is what like, I want for you for so many things that I try to be like, oh, look, it's deep. I'm or not whatever. saying it's a deep in, I'm not saying it's like, I've gotten things out, like so meaningful. I'm not, just not saying like, like uh, I took so much, I'm just saying I took a lot of notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, when I saw how many notes six had, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? These are like. <laughs> What I would do for notes makes me, it's not like a deep existential, like, wow. It's more like critical, like top level, like, hmm, okay, we've got this shit. What's going on? What can you get from it? It's not, you know, fucking author's intent bullshit. It's whatever. It's like, what do you get? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe well, yeah, and they I were mean, trying to do stuff. It's because like, I mean, we talked about this a little bit. You have your frustrations with the format of Oopsal Anime and like part of it is the goals. Like even this is not a regular episode because the goals are different, right? Yeah. Regular episode of Oopsal Anime is like we watched this show. We did a little sampler. You watched three episodes. Yeah. Right. Is is this like we had a taste. Should you have a taste? Um, (laughs) It's kind of the angle. Yeah. And like, listen, we're not saying should you have a taste of endless eight. That is not the fucking question. <laughs> you don't have a taste. You either gulp the whole thing down and die, or you avoid it. Actually, only a taste. One, two, a little bit of four and seven. Sure. One. Yeah. Honestly, one, four and seven. Just skip two. You mean it's eight? The same real. You mean eight? Uh, eight. Yeah. yeah sorry, <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing to do <laughs> one, <laughs> four, seven? <laughs> You've heard of chronological in broadcast order. Introducing suffering. See, suffering. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's so I don't weird. know. I I feel like I've 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 listened. I've I've found some emotional closure, and I'm know, I'm ready so to call the episode. You. Well, one more thing, and while we're characters, a big thing because they on their stargazing, which is a really beautiful scene, by the way. They're on top of like a, a apartment building. They got a great view of uh, Tokyo or whatever, I assume. And it's just because it's a really well done storyboarded moment. Uh, eventually, like Haruhi and Essihina uh, are like asleep against each other on the wall because it's late or whatever. And so it's just the guys talking while Yuki sits there. And so Koizumi is, this is the one, this is the stupidest thing. Actually, no, it's not. I'll have one more thing to bring up about it. And so Koizumi and Kiona, they're like, oh, what could she possibly want more than this? Yeah, I don't know. And then that's the extent of them actually being serious. And then Koizumi is like, oh, what if you go up and you, you hug Haruhi and you're like, I love you. And Kion gives various uh, funny reactions like, uh, nope, I'm going to veto. 
they move Kiln's face off screen somehow. And then Koizumi mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay, well, what if I do it? Beat silence. Sometimes you see like stiffening shoulders or you see like his head stop. You never see his face. And then Koizumi is obviously like, oh, I'm joking. I know I fucked up. <laughs> or like, I know yeah, that would be a really bad idea. Bad, bad joke. I, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> imagine if I were to get between you and Hari. <laughs> Uh, where Kion's like dude you're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> we can't listen, confirm anything you can't listen you're putting me in a, a position where I have to acknowledge my affection for her and that's like a double crime <laughs> double, double crime, crime. <laughs> except so that's the thing at the in the uh, I think it yeah it still is in the first season depends on the order that you watch it in um uh, there's like a big climactic moment for, I think it's a seven episode arc about something, something of Haruhi Suzumi, uh, where, uh, oh, that's right. You have a note on this. You wonder if Haruhi gets jealous of Kion, you know, like ogling or like being obsessed mm-hmm. with a cute Mikuru as, you know, as object. She does. That's the whole thing of like one of the major arcs in the first uh, season. And she gets to the point where uh, she creates a new world. Like the, yeah. you remember the, like the school and it's just oh, yeah. her and Kion. She, he's the only person she brings into her new world and he's just a regular guy, right? He's not even special at the end. And he has to convince her to bring back the old world. Basically, He has to be like, God, I miss aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're being like chased by celestials. They're going to be killed or whatever. And Harsh is just like, oh my God, it's what I finally wanted. Because she doesn't know about any of the special powers. She's like, wow, mm. there's really these things. And then Killen's like dealt with this shit before. He's like, no, like we have no friends. She's like, you know, in a, a manic dream state being like, oh, it's just me. Uh, and Killen's like, Killen, look, it's finally an interesting world that I've always wanted. Because she's like Chunibyo. Yo, there's Martians and aliens and ESP. Uh, and then he's he somehow convinces her no, like we have to go back to the old world, and like that he does admit his feelings. Then it's not like mm-hmm. about a typical anime confession, and it's actually done really good. They're about to be like killed by a alien like energy being, and his confession is like, actually, I really like ponytails. And then they kiss and they go back to the regular world, and that they wake up and who knows. And then the next day, you see Haruhi in a ponytail, and it comes up a few other times later. Mm-hmm. And then and he hugs like, her from behind and goes, I love you. <laughs> oh, I hate the way the the syllables that Koizumi does that. Yeah. I kept wanting I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's bad. It's, it's rough. It doesn't sound good no, on your ears. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't sound good on your ears. Yeah. But... Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. One of the ways when I originally watched this that you could have resumed this was with a like interpersonal character thing between Kion and Haruhi or something. Like, hey, you develop that relationship and like, oh, Haruhi was not satisfied. Like she didn't get closer to Kion when she's Sundere, didn't know her own feelings. Like you could you could do a thing with that. And like you could mm-hmm. have a big moment at the end where they're like, yeah, we're close. Or like, Kion, you're an important friend, whatever. You ground... I, I don't... You could do something there. And I yeah. kind of wanted that climax because it kept seeing like that was the one thing they kept confirming each episode was like Koizumi gets the, the death glare when uh, when he's like, ah, I'm going to go hug Haruhi. I'm, they could have done so steal much your more. girl. I'm <laughs> And Koizumi the player, I'm going to steal your girl. Oh, and Koizumi in the movie, I think it's the movie, is with the non-special Haruhi, like, is his, he does like her. And yet Haruhi still, like, like takes interest in Kion immediately. He's like, well, I'm fucking jealous. <laughs> Interpersonal character things, they, they could have done so much with the Endless Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Missed potential. Instead, they burned um, it to the ground. Yeah, I think that's all um, we got. I think that's all we got. Um, in conclusion, one, four, eight, or skip your call. Yeah, you know I'm, I mean I'm don't glad. don't like don't like skip skip if you're gonna watch the rest of Haruhi. You got to do one see, and eight. You got to do one and eight. Yeah. But I would recommend four. Uh, one two. Under if you know that there's a loop, sure. 
Yeah. I mean, you you well, honestly, honestly, you don't need to watch <sighs> one. You could go two and eight. <laughs> I don't God, know, like yeah. one is the, actually the most pointless episode. It's a very low bar. Yeah. Um, Do what you want. Anyway. I mean, you're gonna Wikipedia yeah. it anyway. So. Uh, anyway, this is this has been Oops All Anime. Um, I don't get to plug because this is, you know, patron show. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, we get to do dumb stuff like this because, you know, like, obviously this didn't cost Booty. us money, but it's it's justified logically <laughs> by being like, hey, no, people like listening to us. We can do dumb things and maybe people will be here for it. It only costs um, us our sanity and our dignity. And, but I mean, you, that's pretty cheap. I have as Nick. I want to be sincere with you for a moment. OK. I have never met anyone who gave less of a shit about their sanity than you. <laughs> That's my secret. <laughs> I have no sanity. Well, do you have nope. a Twitter or anything you'd like to plug? T. Boot, 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 boot. I got a Twitter underscore uranium heart, I guess. I'm there. I'm square. And I'm. Oh, I'm out of time. Sorry. All right. Well. Until next time, folks, peace out.